You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, bringing together the best technical leaders to talk about the industry, passions and challenges that they're facing. I'm Abby Stokes. I help businesses connect with tech talent and I'm your host for today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Um, I'm Today I'm joined by Matthias Steck, Zlatimir Ilyev, Intranel Sinner and Nikolina Mikoska to discuss how do we drive digital transformation within a business. Before we get into the topic in a bit more detail, we're going to introduce ourselves. So Matthias, would you like to kick us off? Yeah, thanks Abby and thank you for inviting me to this uh, panel. So I've been working for 14 years in software development uh, and uh, with uh, uh, applications where there is some kind of modeling of physics on the back end. Uh, I had positions as physics specialist, project manager, product manager and team lead. So I worked with the, uh, the, the entire chain of uh, software development. 2016, I joined Swedish Defense Research Agency, also called FOI, it's, and that's where I currently work. Uh, FOI is a research institute in defense and security, and we do research for a safer and more secure world. Uh, FOI is not a traditional software development organization, but we use common practices in research and development projects. Uh, uh, when I joined uh, FOI, my primary task was to improve quality of developed applications using research and serious gaming. And uh, that's how my uh, journey into DevOps started. Uh, with time, I switched from Dev to Ops and uh, to support other teams within the DevOps transformation. Uh, recently, I moved to project management, and nowadays I'm responsible for IT networks and computer clusters. So digital transformation has been ongoing in my professional life for quite some time. That's about it. Fantastic. Thank you. Slatimir, we'll come to you next. Thanks for having me, Abby. Um, so my name is Lotomir, and uh, currently I am the head of architecture and design in the largest tribe in Telenor, Sweden. And today with all of my solution and domain architects, we drive and develop the whole B2C IT architecture effectively. Um, I joined Telenor in about um, in 2015, I think, where I have, hold, I have held actually different roles within um, within the architecture community and especially with the recent I started heading the tribe in the recent transformation and been really exciting because I mean in telco is one of the few more traditional industries that have not yet been disrupted and um, we're actually looking forward and actively working uh, on that front. Fantastic thank you. Indranil will come to you next. Mm -hmm. Yeah hello everyone I'm Indranil Sinha born and raised in Calcutta India me and my wife, we came to Sweden in 2004. Uh, I started working at Marginalin Bank in 2011 as a software documentation writer. And then in 2012, I started uh, testing software, which I have been doing for past uh, nine or so years. And uh, during this time, I have had uh, different roles within the software uh, testing area and last year in September um, our brand new quality assurance department has been inaugurated and I have been heading this department ever since. Uh, I haven't done any software testing in past one year uh, since um, since September last year actually uh, but I'm enjoying my new role very much. It is extremely exciting and we are talking about digital transformation and I have been fortunate enough to experience the digital uh, transformation within Marginalin uh, from 2016. 
onward, up close and personal. Um, other than work, um, I have a family. I have a wife. We are married for almost 20 years now, happily married, three children. Uh, we live in Nakka. We are, uh, yeah, I spend a lot of time with my family. Uh, cycling, walking in the forest, uh, you know, traveling within the EU countries. It gives me a lot of pleasure. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Thank you. And Nicolina? Hello, everybody. Uh, first, thank you, Abby, for the invitation to be part of this discussion for this interesting topic. My name is Nicolina and I'm Senior Test Engineer in Civis AB, part, which is part of Ericoma Digital, and currently working as a consultant in IVC Evidencia as a test lead. I come uh, from North Macedonia and from 2018, I live in Stockholm with my family. I have been working uh, in the IT industry for more than 12 years in different areas like uh, ERP, banking, telecom and hospital management with uh, different roles using uh, various tools for testing desktop, web and mobile applications. Oh, happy to be here. That's great. Thank you, everyone. So now that we've uh, got to know you all a bit better, we'll go on to our topic in focus. You've all provided us with a question around how do we drive digital transformation within a business? And as usual, I'll work around the room to asking each of you to pose your question, your reasons behind it, and then you'll all have the opportunity to give your take on the situation. So, Matthias, we're going to start with you. You've asked, how do we drive digital transformation within an organisation that is afraid of changes? Uh, yes. Um, well, the reason why I ask this question is that uh, about half a year ago, I was at a workshop called Containers Today, and uh, there there were uh, several service provider, application providers that were presenting the tools. Um, and during one of the presentations, uh, one uh, they, they were showing like the digital transformation within the within the DevOps culture. And when it comes to people, I mean, since I come from the, I have a background in. Uh, in, in science, I believe that everything has natural distribution, right, with the mean value and then some standard distribution. But uh, they actually show that uh, when it comes to digital transformation, uh, you can, there were like two peaks. There was one peak on one end, meaning that there were a lot of companies that actually haven't started this digital transformation. And there was a peak on the other end, uh, meaning that a lot of companies that actually have undergone this transformation. Uh, so that's why my curiosity on this peak uh, on, on the end uh, where people haven't started it. Um, so uh, I think we have plenty of organizations that have old, old school mentality, that we work with leg legacy systems, manual tasks, lack of automation. So my question is, how do you drive transformation within such an organization? Brilliant, thank you. Is there anyone who would like to kick off the conversation? Yeah, I can uh, probably try to answer, uh, if I may. Uh, Matthews, thank you very much for this question. And Nicolina, you have pointed out correctly, which I forgot to mention. Thank you, Abby, for taking this initiative to bring us in this platform. You're more than welcome. Nicolina has. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, digital transformation when people are afraid and everything. Well, change is the only constant in our in our lives, isn't it? Um, so. As I mentioned, that the digital transformation at Marginal, Marginal in Bank is a quite a small organization. Uh, when it comes to number of employees, we are uh, about 325 to 
340, something like that. Marginalin Bank is a new bank. What is the meaning of that? We do not have any offices which is serving the customers. It happens via mobile app, by internet banking, and customer service. Marginalin Bank is only 11 years old, and Marginalin Bank serves all the core banking services to its private and corporate customers via mobile app, uh, the, the internet bank, uh, and, and customer service. So uh, in 2016, we, we got started with the digital transformation and six years have passed, and I have seen it up close and personal. I have been extremely fortunate uh, to have experienced it. And if I look back today, I have identified a few key elements or few key players which has enabled this transformation successfully. So it all started with a, with a leader who has the proper vision, you know. So the, the leader uh, with a proper vision and vision is something, something abstract. You can't really clearly uh, defined of what a vision is. This is somewhat abstract, but that but that is fine as long as the leader has a clear uh, communication uh, ability, clearly communicate about the vision. And we are very fortunate that we had uh, we have had our uh, CIO uh, Bu Anderson, who has been uh, and the the key player of this whole digital transformation at 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 Marginalin Bank. So we have a leader with the vision and clear ability to communicate with people. This is number one. And then it, it starts with the employing or finding the proper managers who will actually drive this implementation toward the right direction. Just now, uh, Matthews talked about this, uh, this uh, distribution. I believe he might have referred to um, uh, laws of distribution of uh, laws of diffusion of innovation by George Evert, 1963. So what 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 this uh, what this uh, graph says that the first 2.5 percent of the population are the innovators. The next 13.5 percent of the people are early adopters. So this is a crucial factor. And then we have a 60% of population, that's the majority. And this 60% is divided between um, early, uh, the early majority and the late majority. And the rest of them are laggards, yeah? So the most important thing for this leader and the managers to be able to working with these early adopters to bring them, to convince them about the transformation successfully. This is so important and that takes time and that has happened slowly. Uh, another important factor that I have uh, that I have seen is since the vision is somewhat abstract, we need to set a clear milestones which we are going to be able to uh, achieve within a given period of time. And that has happened over the years. And all these processes together results in a sustainable, a nurturing environment where people, existing employees and newcomers to the organization, are, 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 they, they feel safe, they are able to work properly, they are able to do their best, and they have the possibility to grow. So creating this environment this nurturing environment is an extremely important element of this digital transformation. 
And during this time, as it happened, that it was not always a smooth sailing, you know, it was quite a bumpy ride. So some person are not happy with the transformation, the changes, etc. So there are some people who would like to leave because they don't really see them in line with the direction of the transformation. It happens in all the organizations, it happens in all the teams. And six years later, if I look back, then I see that so many different internal systems, internal work process and external work process, which has been uh, digitalized so successfully because of the successful transformation of this internal environment of this organization. Brilliant. Thank you, Indra. I always like when someone brings a bit of research to the podcast as well. Um, Zlasimir, what are your thoughts on the question? Um, yeah, I think it's a great question. I think that usually starts with, with a need. I mean, what is digital transformation? I mean, why should you do it? Especially in the more legacy industries, uh, such as, for example, research, such as um, telco, if you will. Because, I mean, people, should we do should we do a digital transformation just for the sake of it? Uh, I mean, I think that this is how I understand the question, at least. Why should we go into that one? How do you initiate it? How do you keep it up and running? And, uh, I mean, it's usually there is a need that you try to address, right? And... Uh, by do, doing a digital transformation, we want to utilize more a more technology-first approach to reinvent ourselves and to create a new business process, uh, basically to address a need, a gap, and it, that gap is often in the business model itself. I mean, the business model that actually worked for many companies for the last 20 years, maybe it will not hold for the next 20 years. So, how do we um, how do we identify what is the need there? Great, thank you, Nicolina. What are your thoughts? Well. Um, I would say that, uh, firstly, take it slowly, uh, give support to the employees, uh, share a lot of information, a lot of uh, meetings for open questions, uh, even if it takes one-on-one -on -one or one team on a daily or weekly basis. Uh, also, it's I think it's important to share the information and news of the upcoming technologies uh, that are out there on the market, mark the benchmarks, success stories, uh, create an atmosphere for striving to become better. Definitely, there's supposed to be a clear path with clear vision and goal where we're supposed to be going. And uh, share uh, share the progress, even if there is no progress, just share it and ask for from the uh, employees that uh, together we can make it that, that uh, every employee, employee has a um, role in this success, there has to be team spirit uh, and common goals to achieve it. Fantastic. I think, started, I think that we actually started circling around something. Uh, and basically, this is around the why. I mean, I think everyone started explaining the vision that it's often a fuzzy vision. That, But I think that there is quite a lot to that. It's actually, it's beyond that even. I mean, we can tell them what to do right? We have the Simon Sinek book. We can tell them what to do. We can tell them how to do it. But the, when you actually see a company that tries to reinvent itself, uh, especially when that actually includes organizational changes and a bit heavier topics around that, you need to make people dream. I mean, you need people that are on board with the dream because the how and the why during a transformation is very often, it gets it often gets lost if you're not strong enough, if you're not brave enough, if you're not 
clear enough in your communication, it, it will get lost and then just becomes <laughs> chaotic. The entropy takes over. I agree with uh, Zlatomir that we really need to start with the why and it has to be communicated properly. No question about it. It's like Simon Sinek, you know, start with why. Exactly. exactly. And so, yeah. And also, I, I agree with Nicolina. She is talking about, you know, sharing information, empowering people and uh, constant feedback and what kind of uh, new development has been done. And not in exact the same words that you have said, Nicolina, but uh, I get the point and I believe that Digital transformation, like when people work in an agile process, this agile process gives us the opportunity to, to share some of the things that you have mentioned in your, in, in, in your talk. Brilliant, thank you. Matthias, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I, I really liked the answers and I think we actually touched upon everybody's question <laughs> by replying <laughs> to this question. But uh, I think it's good that uh, Indranil gives the full picture of the digital transformation and then uh, Zlatomi points out that we have companies that are early adopters and late adopters and they need to be treated in a different way. And then Nicolina addresses the late adopters and gives and like uh, uh, advice from an operational operational point of view. So, so I can conclude that I think that I am an early adopter of the late adopters. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you. <laughs> Lovely. Um, well, Zlatomir, we'll come to your question next. And you asked, why do digital transformations stale or fail? Um, give us some context as to why you've asked that. Thank you, Abby. Well, now I'm addressing maybe the more of the earlier, a lot of the earlier adopters. I mean, they, those are the people that actually got on the bandwagon early on. Those are the people that went to the conferences uh, that Matthias, Matthias mentioned earlier. Those are the people that got inspired and, and said, yes, went back to the company. We are doing that. We are, hey guys, we are doing an IT transformation. We are going to become digital. We're going to become digital first. We're going to design uh, ecosystem business model based on ecosystem aggregators. We're going to design API first approaches. We can do this. And then uh, time goes by a bit. I mean, and things become stale, thing, things fail. And um, often the organization, now things start popping up. Oh, is it agile? Agile doesn't work, or maybe we're not agile enough. You know what, that, that might be an issue. But I wonder what's, uh, what's everyone's experience around that. Brilliant, thank you. Nicolina, we're gonna come to you first. Sure. Uh, I think uh, that, uh, uh, from my perspective, uh, I think a lot of things that Indranil said in the first answering the first question, it uh, pop ups here because um, I think if it's uh, the transformation is not planned enough, if there is not a clear uh, transformation strategy clearly defined, in which uh, uh, strategy are also included the business goals. Uh, then we can see that uh, transformation can can fail. Also, if the transformation is driven only by one person, uh, it doesn't matter if it's on starting from the management or is it uh, coming from the one person in the team or a team itself. Uh, but uh, if the support is not there, then I think also it can uh, fail for because of that. It has uh, it must be internal alignment to be executed the strategy and all the transformation so it can be successful. No clear vision or goal or maybe very high expectations uh, that are there um, 
like uh, that we're we're gonna see results in very short time, or if we're gonna set up expectation for um, that, um, yeah, we're gonna do it uh, very successfully uh, without thinking uh, of the resources, without thinking of the how the company is at the moment, how stable it is, uh, what is she, uh, what wants. To be achieved so i think uh, a lot of a lot of um, factors are included here but uh, for my opinion i think these are the most important brilliant thank you um matthias we'll come to you next all right i think uh, when we're addressing this uh, question of uh, why transformation stall uh, I would like to talk that we have digital transformation at different levels, right? We can have it on company level, we can have it on division department level, and we have the uh, transformation on team level. And uh, basically, roughly speaking, there's like an order of magnitude, uh, more people when you switch uh, switch level. And I think you can have different reasons uh, depending on the, on the, on the level. Uh, and uh, Nicolina points out that uh, probably the, we have the internal uh, challenges they are uh, more they cause more problems than the external ones uh, right so how the organization works with this uh, rather than for example some regulatory changes or, or market changes uh, uh, when it comes to company the company or division departments so you do with the transformation on a, on a higher level and you do with uh, involving people that are like sitting or working farther away from you uh, i think like resourcing you, you might have resourcing issues or uh, it can st uh, it can uh, st uh, stay because uh, we have this uh, siloed ways of working. You know the traditional uh, one that uh, pops up whenever you talk about big organizations. How you how you cooperate? Uh, you can have hierarchical structures, so it's difficult to obtain clearance uh, or resources or, or or some other commitments. Uh, when it comes to the transformation on the on the team level, then you work much closer with people, right? Uh, you, I mean, you are a team lead or you are a team member. You, you work with these people on, on on a daily basis. Here, I think it's important to have a buy-in from everyone, uh, because I mean, we we work close together and we are dependent on on each other. So we don't have, I mean, we don't have time and we don't want to put resources to disagree with each other. It's better to clear those uh, uh, those blocks uh, ahead. And also, I think for the team, it's important to think about like how the technical depth is addressed uh, within this digital transformation, because we have too much technical depth. Actually, this technical depth can can cause the, the transformation to 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 stall, uh, to fail. So this needs to be addressed uh, before. Um, so I mean, I would sum up uh, saying that I think it's important to have a strong commitment from people like driving it uh, uh, and be clear on the strategy. And I mean, this is basically what Nicolina said. Absolutely wonderful. Inshanil, we'll come to you next. Mm -hmm. uh, I should be the last person to be asked this specific question because at Marginaline Bank, the digital transformation has been very successful. I'm very fortunate about it uh, to be working here. Uh, however, I did go. I, I did think about this specific question, and I would like to simplify my answer. Um, there are two two major players here. One is the leaders with vision and clear ability to communicate. And when it comes to the employees, for example, they need a certain degree of trust in their leaders. It is so very important and self-education and self-motivation. These are the two key elements. And if there is any gap in, in between, then it probably goes away from the intended direction. I will try to simplify my answer. Imagine a great masterpiece of art 
painting, sculpture, whatever. Think about, I don't know, Pablo Picasso's Guernica, yeah? So Picasso has this thing in his mind that this is what I'm going to create. This is the painting that I'm going to make, yeah? And he has everything in his mind and the, and the canvas is completely blank. His brain and eyes are directing his hands, the muscles and the fingers to do what is envisions in his brain. And the muscles and the fingers and the arm, they are working exactly as instructed by the brain without questioning it, having the proper trust because this communication is clear. And at the end of 37 days, we have this masterpiece, which is there forever. So this is what I think. The, 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 when it comes to the leader, the vision and clear, able to clearly communicate the vision. And when it comes to the employee, they should have trust in their leaders, even though they do not see the end result yet. But if they have trust, if they do what they're asked to do with as much information as they need will be given to them, then things will go. If there is a gap within these two, then things might go in a, a unintended direction. Hey, that's that's pretty good actually. I think w- what I liked a lot is that uh, Nicolina, what you mentioned in the beginning, that this uh, the the biz- the business goals become forgotten sometimes, or they become unclear. And I think that's that's very common uh, in transformations where. I mean, because of the nature, digital. Oh, uh, that that should be something in the IT department, right? Is those the, the IT guys should do that? And it's like, okay, we from business can we, we can wait until you guys transform again, or we cannot wait. Is it yet another transformation? This is this is the other perspective. So I think that very often, uh, I mean, IT by nature, IT will be a delivery organization in a lot of enterprises, and it is effectively a mirror of business. It will always be a mirror of business. So you cannot. You can optimize, but not transform. Uh, the tra- that's why I think that uh, we were onto something here by saying that the transformation needs to happen in the business itself. The business goal, maybe it's something that evolves because then everything else will follow around that. Uh, basically, addressing the business model as well. And another thing that you actually touched, uh, or you even touched it in your previous uh, point, Nicolina, was the people factor. Uh, I see that you're also always mentioning how do you involve the people, how do you get them on board, how do you um, inspire them, how do you uh, in, basically make them a part of this one. And th- this I can relate to uh, Indra News comment in the end that, yeah, trusting the leader was one thing that you mentioned. But the second part that I that I can take home is um, own your success. Uh, I think you, you say it as self-education, right? Yeah. yeah. That's basically own your success. I mean, are we on board with this one? Yes, that's the, so a lot of us will have will have queue gaps. A lot of people will have knowledge gaps and this is own your success. Address it. Uh, and as Matthias, Matthias said, uh, um, we, we don't have time to disagree. Uh, it's, it will accumulate technical debt. It will, it will be messy at times. So we need to be together. We need to be proactive and uh, own your success. I really like that. Thank you. Brilliant. Fantastic. Good discussion, everyone. Um, so, Ingenil, we're going to come to you next for your question. And you've asked how to create a sustainable digital transformation within an organization and what are the benefits? And um, so give us some reasons behind that question. Uh, yes. Uh, so um, the, the, the reason I have asked this question, because this is something that I have seen upfront, up close and personal. 
and I wanted to know how how it has gone. Uh, uh, what is the experience uh, of this kind of transformation uh, in the participants' organization? How do they look at it and everything? Uh, my experience about the digital transformation at Marginalin, I have already shared, and I have already touched the fact that after the digital transformation happens, what are the benefits of it? I would really like to hear uh, what the participants uh, have to say. Brilliant. Thank you. So, um, Matthias, I'll come to you first. Yeah, thanks, Abby. Um, well, for me, the key word in uh, in Daniel's question is uh, sustainability. And uh, when it comes to sustainability, I immediately think about uh, project and uh, products, uh, uh, because I've worked both with uh, project management and product management. And I think you have different uh, different mentality when you when you uh, when you work in two different ways. When you work uh, when you treat your work as a project, then you have a, you have a goal, you have a start, you have an ending, and then you have some budget constraints plus other constraints. Uh, 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 when you work with product, then you have to think about creating something, living with it, and then retire your product. Uh, what I observed that in many organizations, we have this uh, project-based thinking, meaning that there is an ending, right? You don't think beyond that point. Uh, and I think uh, when it comes to sustainability, you need to think about transformation and sustainability, right? You should have this dual focus from the start, uh, because if you decouple those two phases, uh, you might take decisions that will actually be beneficial to create the transformation, but they will they will create like they will be um, they will have negative consequences on the on the sustainability. Uh, so I think you should have this dual focus and those uh, two different phases, uh, the architecture of two different phases. They put constraints on each other. So that's I think that in this way you should have like this uh, product uh, uh, product focus. Uh, and I think that best drive to obtain sustainability is uh, when the wish to change comes from the from the inside. So you should involve people. Uh, you should listen to their ideas. You should make them feel that they are part of the solution. Then I think you're going to have a better buy-in, and they're going to accept this solution at uh, the digital transformation because they're going to see that this they've been uh, a part of it. Uh, and uh, once you see that uh, some, I mean, once you've come and created this transformation, and you see that there are some individuals that need support, they don't know how to do it. Invest time in supporting them. I mean, don't do or interact with within this transformation. Don't do the solution for them. Teach them how to do it. And I think here it's important to actually discriminate, but about by teaching them and by doing it for him, because we can have like champions or we can have some administrative personnel that will interact with the system and actually do the task of the of the other people, but they will actually not teach other people how to interact with the system. So here, uh, I think education is really, uh, really important. Uh, and I think it's critical to maintain communication and support, especially in the early moments following the change, uh, so that you create like a, like a mass, uh, more people that do it, because if more go on with it, uh, then more will follow. Uh, so that is, these are my thoughts on this question. Brilliant, thank you. Um, Nicolina, we'll come to you next. Yeah, uh, it's basically uh, very similar with Mateus said. Um, I think that it's very important that everybody feels included in the change, uh, have the feeling that, sorry, <clears throat> have the feeling that he's part of something bigger and his role and assignment can make difference. Um, to make sure that everybody seems and feels the benefit on transformation. So uh, have a clear path and clear vision and goal and just 
support the employees. Sorry, my voice is is bad. But take a minute, uh, have I, a drink, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, but basically, I I said my points. Yeah, exactly. It's about Thank delivering you. a lot of the value. Uh, and again, I really like the human factor, the human perspective on that one. Uh, I think that, but. Again, Matthias, you really nailed it down. It's that project to product thinking. Uh, this is something really a lot of, um, a lot of since a lot of transformation are actually a project and very often either it ends, which then either becomes failing or failing or okay, now what do we do? <laughs> we are transformed, great, <laughs> everything's good. Or the other option, uh, some other enterprises also go into the other track of, um, Okay, so we need a next project. Now we need to fix the transformation or we need to um, address the technical depth in the transformation 2.0 or something like that. But the product is this creating this value that transcends this long lasting value that transcends the project. I, I think that this is really interesting and actually capturing that value and of course managing the whole life cycle around it. As you said, the, there is such a big difference around the project life cycle versus the product life cycle. Yeah, I will jump in and uh, reply. I, I'm really happy that you said it, uh, that there is like, you should discriminate between the project-based thinking and product-based thinking because I thought that we were special, but it seems that like other organizations, they, they have to think about it as well. Yeah, no, I've seen it in many enterprises. I mean, my, my background is actually from a lot of uh, startups. Telenor is one of the few bigger enterprises that they work for. And there is a very big difference between the so-called digital natives, digital native companies who are cloud native, who are digital native, API native, et cetera, et cetera, native. And uh, um, the second, those dinosaurs, uh, like those big companies, uh, the big enterprises with a few hundred or a few thousand people, that some are trying to address the need for digitalization, usually in the core of to address the business need. And then you have, um, the really legacy companies were like, we have deep pockets. We are fine for now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but um, actually, to also to touch on your question a bit more, uh, I'll go back to it and say that the vision that transcends the IT would make it sustainable. And also, they need to be brave because once the project stops, I mean, you don't have the safety harness anymore. It's like, now it's you, now it's the fun part, actually. This is where it starts. I don't know what you guys think. Nicolina, maybe. I, yeah, if I may jump in for a second, I, I do. I mean, uh, Matthews has provided a very interesting concept here, the mm -hmm. product uh, life cycle versus project life cycle. And he brought the uh, specific concept of sustainability. It is, it is extremely important, no doubt. It's like when a, a new process is being developed, uh, be it a work process, be it technical process and everything, it is so very important that we should not only think about how do we solve it today. We should also have it in our mind. Once it is solved today, will it be sustainable? Is it a long-term solution? Are we doing a quick fix or it has a long longevity on, on this specific solution? And that has to be embraced by what Nicolina has just mentioned with the people uh, inclusion of, 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 the, of the team members. Brilliant. Yeah. Has anyone got some final thoughts before we move on to our last question? No? Lovely. Um, so Nicolina, we're going to come to you last but not least. And you asked, what are the critical challenges for successful transformation? Give us some context behind this. Yeah, uh, I think it's um very important um, if companies before implementing some changes uh, uh, 
see what the problems uh, were out there from other companies so they can avoid the same mistake. So I think that uh, every every company, every industry have uh, different uh, challenges. So uh, she can uh, have so it can have successful transformation. But I think also there can be common between all of the industries and the companies. So I would like to hear uh, from the colleagues here because I think it's very important once you notice the problems, uh, you later on through the through the journey, you can try to avoid them or just pass <clears throat> them uh, more safely. So yeah. Brilliant. So Slasimir, we'll come to you first. All right. Thank you. Um, so the critical challenges, I think that one of the, I mean, okay, I'm an architect, so I, I can speak about that perspective of things. Uh, and I think something common that I have seen is that, um, I mean, since the transformation also suggests that we start something new, we, we can do it any way we want to. That, that's often a given in the transformation. And we can, I mean, in software, you can do a lot. You can do anything, really. <laughs> that's that's one of the that's one of the what factors that attracts a lot of people. That uh, creativity is the limit. And but be, just because we can do something often does not mean that we should do something. And uh, very often during the, this kind of projects, things are either they become unleashed. I mean, very, such projects become the vessel of uh, this is the fix it all. The one project. The Holy Mary, this is the big grail. This is it, guys. We nail this and every all our problems are going to be solved. Incidents, no problem. Unhappy customers, there we go. We just wait for the transformation. The, the, the panacea is coming. Um, so, yeah, I think that this, this legacy mindset, so to say, um, of trying to do something until it works without actually thinking what do you need in the future, uh, I, I see as a very big... Um, it's a very big challenge in a lot, in a lot of organizations. Fantastic, thank you. Ingenier, we'll come to you next. Uh, yeah, I have thought about Nicolina's uh, question and I have uh, three main uh, categories that I could think of. Uh, number one is economic. Whether the organization has the economic means to do the transformation, it's a huge amount of money we are talking about. It's a huge, unimaginable amount of money. Well, just, just imagine that, uh, that, that like bank system, for example, yeah? It used to be on a monolithic uh, structure. Now it has all gone to uh, micro microservice uh, architecture. This is number one. Now we are not talking about on-prem. Now we are talking about cloud services, the new development, the maintenance. I mean, you name it. and And... Uh, industries like banking and finance, they are so tightly regulated by different governing bodies and everything. If you make a slight mistake, if you do not meet the deadline, the amount of fine that the organization will have to pay, it is unimaginable. So one of the question or one of the factor in order to answer Nicolina's question, I thought about whether or not the organization has the economic means to begin with. This is number one. Second thing is personal. I mean, technology, it is becoming so complicated. The changes in the technology is so fast. It is also like so overwhelming. Imagine a bank, a big Swedish bank, like big Swedish bank. I don't want to name any specific banks right now in this discussion, but big Swedish banks, which have been there for decades, which have been there for more than 100 years. You can imagine the huge amount of legacy system they have. 
in order to successfully transform from those legacy system to the modern architecture, to the modern technology, you need those people with the right skills. And it is extremely challenging for any organization. So there are these personnel related challenges that every organization faces. Every organization, department, team, you name it. Cultural thing. For example, there are, I mean, now it is so common that um, we are getting different types of services. Software as a service, testing as a service, banking as a service, so many different things as a service. Uh, food as a service delivered to your home and everything. Um, so the thing is like, Let's say we are in we are living in Sweden, yeah. We are working in Swedish companies, but we have many ties, many clients which are located in different uh, outside Sweden, in other countries, within European countries, outside European countries, depending on the on the organizations and everything. And then the people from different culture are suddenly coming in contact with each other. They will have to communicate with each other on a regular basis. And not only that, working together, they will have to make something together for the entire organization. And that that itself uh, is a huge challenge in my mind. If we talk about a simple thing, P27, it is only within the Nordic countries. So until now, the Swedish banks are working with Swedish customers, with Swedish employees and everything. And boom, suddenly, okay, you have to, you have, to have a contact with the um, persons from Finland, persons from Norway, persons from Denmark, persons from Iceland. And we have to sit together and we have to, um, go through a solution and we have to implement it successfully in all these countries, all the banks. This itself is a very, uh, very, um, it's, a, it's a challenging thing. So three things, economic, personal related and cultural challenges. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. And um, Matthias, on to you. Well, interesting thought by Zlatomir and Indranil. I see that my shrink of critical challenges shrunk a lot, uh, but I will try to come up with uh, with few. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, the, the digital transformation is uh, I mean, it's connected to people. We, we, we concluded in all uh, by talking about different questions. So I think you should identify uh, blockers uh, before you go with uh, with the transformation and uh, the blockers uh, when it comes to people how do people think about this right uh, uh, identify the, identify major concerns and show how digital transformation will address them because this is how you can increase the buy in from this from the start which means that you're going to have a high rate of success uh, um, at the same time, you can uh, you can work with the mindset of, uh, of of employees, and here we're touching on the the culture change that uh, Indranil was uh, talking about. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, if you can, you should uh, you should invest time in explaining. I mean, you should give time for for this. I mean, sure, the organization that can jump in, they can do it immediately, and then uh, I mean, top down decision, everybody has to adjust. But but if you can give time, I mean, give time. Listen to people. Like I would, I think you have to massage them, right? I mean, uh, think of what what they think. Like address their concerns. Uh, look for the concerns. Uh, uh, I mean, if something pops up, handle immediately because this is how you decrease the resistance to to change. And also, there should be also thought put into um, the aspect that we actually have some concerns which are competency dependent, and that also the 
depend on the, the level of the digital maturity of a personnel, right? Uh, uh, so uh, you, you have, I mean, there's like no, uh, I mean, people that uh, like that, uh, I mean, they, they, they are they are coming from a certain field. They, they might think about the digital transformation in one way. If they come with another field, they might think another way. They have different uh, different background, different ideas, and they. Uh, I mean, this should be this should be addressed, and uh, we should think like a, this. It should be addressed indifferently. So you should put uh, give a thought into this. Uh, I mean, give a prior thought to how can I make people move from what's in there for me to how can I contribute to this uh, immediately. Um, um, so that's about it. From Brilliant. Thank you, Nicolina. Final thoughts? Yeah, I think I I receive a lot of nice and interesting answers. And uh, I, I loved from Vladimir that uh, only because because we can do something, it doesn't mean that we should do it. Definitely, we should check the digital maturity of the of the company. And also, uh, Indranil, uh, what mentioned is the economics, culture and uh, technology. I think um, uh, there needs to be like time. Uh, people uh, almost always underestimate the time that needs to um, be spent for working and uh, working on changing the mindset of the people or getting, getting, um, get them out of the comfort zone. So also, um, like, um, I think uh, the complexity of the transformation, it's always like, oh, this is easy peasy. We're going to do it in three months or six, six months. We have capable people, but uh, it's not always like that because there is a lot of changes in the business, in the company, in every level. So that must be in implemented like um, slowly and uh, with clear clear signs. So, uh, yeah. And also, Mateus, that mentioned that the people, like uh, if we uh, sometimes in those transformation, we only focus on people, only on one part, or, or we only focus on technology, but the people and the processes are left out. So I think that um, all parts needs to be included in the, maybe net, net, <coughs> at the same time, but uh, yeah, with with uh, same attention. So uh, thanks a lot for, for the answers. Brilliant, thank you. Um, so I feel like we're wrapping up our discussion there. Does anyone have any final thoughts on the overall topic before we finish up? I think a good follow-up uh, topic would actually be how do we recruit, retain and train people for digital transformation or with a digital <laughs> mindset? Yeah, <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant well thank you everyone we'll leave our podcast there i want to take this opportunity to thank matthias slasimir intranil and nicolina for providing their insights on the topic and thank you all for listening as well if you would like to be involved in one of our upcoming podcasts reach out to me on linkedin or by email at abby.stokes at evolutionnordics.com